0: We're going to need, we should do, um, we should have some intro music for this.
1: Oh, is it time to break out the keyboard again? Yeah, I
0: might have to get the keyboard out. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, This is, I changed the name of a podcast again. (laughs) That's the name of this podcast. Uh, No, the name of this podcast is Upon Awakening with Sherry and Matt. Um, so I've been kind of incognito for quite a bit and you're in I, burrito. I was in a burrito also, <laughs> uh, it was delicious in there. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, recently come out of the burrito <laughs> and decided me and Sherry have decided to do a podcast together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to do this. We both, I think Matt and I both have, um, similar Purposes that we, you know, that we want to um, reach other people, and uh, you know, it's kind of silly. I, I, I finally, I, I feel like my purpose is to help others find their purpose. So it's a pyramid scheme, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, our purpose is to build pyramid schemes in the desert. <laughs> you will get your the, four. <laughs> yeah,
0: in the whole, the whole. Reality of it is uh, for me too um, is overcoming this idea of who I was and who I thought I was supposed to be. Mm. I've done so many things this past you know 15 months that I never thought I would do, and thought that those things would make me happy and and finally makes make me at peace to the person who I was supposed to be. Sure. And getting to a point where I don't want to do those things necessarily. Uh, has you know, been a great awakening for me.
1: You know, Matt, I was just thinking about this last night speaking of all the things you've done this last year because Matt, you know, he's written books, he's done he's always wanted to do stand up and he's done that and um he's done improv and um you know, there's there's just there's so much and not to mention, you know, working your program and doing, you know, your 12 step program and 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 doing that. Um which is the most important the fundamental part but thinking back to a year ago um we were invited to a party at a friend's house that um and uh it was just a get together and it was supposed to be fun it was supposed to be like a a Harry Potter theme like Halloween-y you know whatever and we're both Harry Potter nerds i mean it should have been something that would just be fun yeah and you still a year ago had such kind of crippling social anxiety you still that yeah you you there backed was so out last much minute doubt. Yeah, and fear. you couldn't even go to a Harry Potter party. Yeah, and then then you're doing stand up in front of the. You know what I mean? And, and well, the, the, and the sh-
0: here's the deal with the Harry Potter party. Okay, I was gonna bring chocolate wands, but he said somebody else was bringing those, and he asked me to bring something else last minute, and I couldn't. I couldn't manage. But which the- which honestly is just a stupid way of me saying that I was I was looking for an out.
1: Yeah, because I even remember, I can't remember specifically what he said to bring, but I was like, well, no problem, I got it, I'll, I'll make it, Yeah, you know? and I was like, no, no. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, which is, it's its interesting um, to go from that to being able to go out and entertain crowds of people, uh, make people laugh. Like, you know, I've hosted a couple shows, mm-hmm. which has been fun. Um, I mean, obviously, I've done multiple uh Video shows and with you and a ton of other people, but even with with that too, like realizing I do love interacting with people, and one of one of the things I want to do with my life is help free people, help them find like you what they want to be, find who they are, right not who they think they're supposed to be, yeah, um because that's where real freedom is Helping because them climb even, out of the box even in like me discovering that. I could do stand-up, I could do improv, I could create video shows, I could talk to people, I could you know, go write these books, I could do whatever. I could stand in front of a crowd and make them laugh. There wasn't real freedom in that for me because it became an addiction, it became an obsession, it became, well, you have to do it the best. You have to become the person you set out to be. And if you don't, well, then you're a failure, you're not worth anything, you're not good enough. And that became something that was, again, a chain for me. It was tying me down. Right. And learning to let go of the any idea of who I'm supposed to be.
1: Right. And just being. Been,
0: and just being, yeah. And yeah. if I want to pick any of these things up, they're available to me. Right. But they're not me.
1: But they've, they're skills, though, now they're that you have job. developed. Because I believe that all of this stuff was for a reason. But you couldn't attach yourself to one thing in particular because it, be, it does become that ball and chain, you know, where you um, and it and it doesn't. If you attach yourself to any one of those things in particular, you're closing your life off to so many more opportunities, you know, that are supposed yeah. to come your way and lessons that are supposed to come your way. And I think that that's and it's so it's 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 so cool to see you at this part of your life where, you know, you can, um, see that, you know, and I, and you would say to me, it's like, well, what do you want to do? What's your passion? What's driving you? And I'm like, you know, there's, there's lots of little things, but I, I never, I've never been like that where that one, I gotta be the best, that driven type of person. I've always, um, just wanted to be, but felt like just being wasn't good enough. I didn't like myself. I, I thought that there was something wrong with me because I didn't have a drive. I didn't have this, you know, fire under me that was making me want to be the best at something
0: yeah you know that's an interesting balance too because I realized for me it was so necessary to go and do these things so I could realize that that wasn't it yeah like it's not there and I had
1: to just be okay with the basics you know and realize that there's happiness in in here and now and and I'm I am okay completely okay just the way I am you know and a little bit of you know my history is just in order for me you know i'm i'm in a 12 step program i'm i've been sober now you know just like matt for um what 16 months and uh but for me to get sober i had to shed away all of the um unnecessary things in my life and and like I, you know i i had to get divorced i had to um you know walk away from all of that which was the the source of my financial stability and and all everything and um, I, for a while, I just felt like this shell. I'm like, well, then what am I?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I identified myself before, you know, as as a mother. And even though I was in a bad marriage, I was a wife. Um, you know, I was all of these things. But now what am I? And so I had to come to terms with it doesn't have to be one thing. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to say, well, I'm it's it's attaching myself to no identity. Yeah. And being OK with that. And um
0: yeah because i and I, I um I had this thought yesterday when I was walking Bella um David goggins is this incredible guy who's turned his life around who's become this like ultra marathoner runs hundreds of thousands of miles he's the only guy in history to go through three different um special forces training like navy um uh, i think uh, army and uh marines right. and go through <clears throat> all their special force training and pass it. it's insane like a will a mind of he says he's calloused his mind and i think about how hard someone like that has to push themselves in the last video i saw he was like running a 100 plus mile marathon and he had to stop because like um he had to get like uh saline he was dehydrated his balls were he was like my balls are bleeding like he's walking Oof. barely yeah his feet are falling apart and i think about that and i'm like that's incredible the human will they can push through these in- unbelievable obstacles. But I also thought, how difficult, like, for this man who will not be able to rest because he's built this creature. Yeah. You know? And I was like, man, like, to that. For me, I was just like, man, there. What kind of freedom is there in that? That I he's this guy that's got to be this fist constantly, yeah. This squeeze tight fist. Oh, I know. Can it ever relax? And for me, and you know, it's been I'm allowed to be a fist and an open hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no you don't see the transition. It's just <clears throat> a seamless thing that happens yeah. um, because not. Not that people won't see me a certain way, but that I'd let go of the idea that them seeing me that way is the way I have to be. Like, people will still be like, well, haven't you been doing stand-up for a while? What's going on? You're not a comedian anymore? You're not doing stand-up? No, I just haven't been doing it for this period of time. And whether It's not the season
1: for it right now. Yeah.
0: And for me, that's got to be okay. I have to be okay with that. And yeah. You I know, I really like
1: that concept that you just said, that I can be the fist. You've trained yourself to be the fist. All you knew how to be was the fist. You know, when you were young, when you were in college and you were playing football and you had to be the fittest and then, you know, you had to do this and you had to do, and it was like, and and so you didn't know how to be anything other than the fist. And now is a season in your life getting sober where it's that relaxing and letting go and realizing the beauty and the freedom in that. And, you know, whereas before you thought there was only freedom and discipline. And yeah. extreme discipline. And there is
0: freedom and discipline. Absolutely. Wrong, but that's heroes. not the
1: only freedom, you know, Correct. that you yeah. can have. You don't want to there are things that we have to discipline ourselves to do. Yeah. You know? End of story. It's like we there is freedom and discipline. It's like, well, um, you know, if we eat healthy foods, we have freedom. Of a healthy body, yeah, you know? we
0: have freedom to not be on the toilet all day long.
1: <laughs> exactly, it <laughs> gives you more time in your day. More time in your day, mm-hmm. and to so, be nobody, <laughs> to be free to do to, nothing, to
0: do nothing, <laughs> which is what we all want. Everyone, I think, everyone honestly wants the permission to do nothing, mm-hmm. but they're afraid to give it to them. <clears> and as soon as they, and this is something I've realized, as soon as I was able to give myself the permission to just do nothing life began flowing to me. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's already on its way. And I've talked about this, like, a year ago, that we're on a planet spinning through space at thousands of miles an hour. We're constantly in motion, whether... Like, we're sitting still right now, but we're still in motion. Yeah. The fact, the idea that I have to be moving in a certain direction, like, willfully pushing myself in a certain direction, is a broken idea in my mind. It's, it's something that we've developed in the West to push ourselves to higher heights when in reality things are constantly flowing towards us if we would allow them. It's okay. what grace is. Absolutely. It's what grace is.
1: You know, I read something a while ago and I can't remember who said this, but it's, it, it, But I, I always thought of this, that in our Western culture, in, especially here in America, we feel like we have to be busy. Like think of how often you ask somebody, how are you doing? They're like, Good. Busy, but good. Like, busy justifies my life. Yeah. And, you
0: know? And when you do say busy, if they don't say good, and we, I, I've put then, in, well, that's good, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's good. And like, really Is it good? Busy?
1: Yeah. No, or we feel, or like, yeah. gosh, it, it's that, but it's also that human nature to, I've been busy. What have you been doing type of thing without yeah. saying so much. And so you're sucking... Well, I really haven't been that busy. Maybe I should be busier. And yeah. so it's, we're yeah, trying yeah. to, we're constantly. Um,
0: try- really? Because I've been doing nothing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's really. And so I thought of that because um, I have a coworker um, and she's really, I, Dusty, I I really like her. And she just moved here not too long ago um, from California. And uh, she's one person that I could see potentially being a friend. And how do you make friends as you get them to relate to you? And she was texting me. We were texting back and forth just about shit swapping and whatever. And I kind of and I went dark for a second, and I didn't see her last text. And um, and then I got back, and my first response is, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see your last text. I got busy." And then I thought about it, and I'm like, "If and by busy I mean I was drinking coffee and watching Charmed." <laughs> she was like, and she started laughing because she was like, "That's relatable. It's so stupid. Yeah. I was zoning out to TV and drinking coffee, yeah. you know." And she's like. Uh, and and so, but what that did was open the doors to like, there's a human moment in my life. That's the, that's the stupid shit I might do when
0: nobody's looking. Sherry, uh, there's no cussing on this podcast.
1: This oh, stuff. There. I'm just kidding. I don't give a, <laughs> don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: That was a cuss word. It was. <laughs> that was a 10 year old cuss word. Yeah. Poop. <laughs> that's a seven year old one. So, uh, yeah, but it's like you open yourself up. To being a human, to other yeah. people. And so that's why, you know, we're doing this too, is because or why I want to do this because I want you to be able to connect to me and me? see me as well, whoever's listening to this, you oh, too. Yeah. I you've already connected to me. But uh connected last night. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but just opening when we 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 distance ourselves from others when we are not honest, when we're not open, when we don't um just get real
0: yeah yeah we're not honest 100% is and we feel like we have to give half truths and expound on what's actually happening or give exaggerations on what's happening to either make ourselves more or not seem as small to we're constantly trying to build a balance like we're literally building walls around ourselves um with words and our choices on truths throughout the day yeah. And that's such a tough game to play. Yeah. You know, it, we, instead, and this is something that I really just, I want to be able to do more of and I've been practicing. It's just being honest with anybody who speaks to me, like, you know, working at Best Buy now, even if customers come up, I'm just, you know, I have no idea Yeah, how to help you. Right. <laughs> right. just being completely honest. But, Rather than but,
1: BSing them and being like, well, let me see here. Yeah, blah, blah. Like, being and able reading to, the box that they could read themselves right. and they're like.
0: <laughs> Let me look it up on Google kind yeah. of deal. But helping them find somebody that can help them. Right. Um, but it's it's in everything we do. Can I just be vulnerable enough and trust that I'm worthy regardless of if I have this answer. If, I'm, if you think that I'm good enough. Yeah. Like the fact that other people may not think I'm doing enough or... My dad's never thought I've done enough. Does and that's so ironic (laughs) but here's the yeah it is ironic and here's the other thing my dad is my ultimate judge of how much I'm doing and my worth in my life and he's always been that way so anybody else who's shown up and has been anywhere near critical of how much I'm doing immediately becomes bumped you know what I mean so I have to I've got to I had to get over it I had to just let it go yeah you know it's it's uh, Thanksgiving yeah today. It is Thanksgiving. Which we are surrounded by a cornucopia of Native Americans.
1: <laughs> They're feasting around us. They are
0: eating. Uh, we brought them all kinds of delicious food. Uh,
1: <laughs> but really cool. But, I mean, you mentioned Thanksgiving. Sorry, I just think yeah, that this Yeah, I is mentioned cool. it
0: for a reason. Right, go ahead. Yeah, so the reason was mm-hmm. being able to let go is a byproduct of being thankful mm. for what we already have. Yeah. What I already have. i realized that I have so much in my life I'm no longer afraid to give up things that I thought were important. Right. And also understanding that letting them go doesn't mean I'll never have it again. It's like this I this fear of if I don't if if I get rid of this thing I'll never have anything else again.
1: Mm. Trust. When have I
0: ne- yeah, when have I never not had?
1: Yeah trusting that when you let go you open and this is the process that I'm going through I mean it's it's a really simple thing you know I've, I've sort of had this epiphany lately I'm a clothes hoarder and my closet was my great shame you know I, I've got this cute little apartment I keep it neat for the most part I have you know the but my clothes and my closet I can't it's like this there's stuff I just can't let go of and I don't know why it's this attachment and it's and any attachment to it is is ego and attachment to identity yeah. and so I started this this project um, very recently. I'm only on day five of, I look at my closet, which was my great shame. I, you know, like I said, I, and I don't want any more secrets or shame in my life. You know, I don't want any more baggage. Like, and so I said for the next 30 days, cause you know It, it would have been 30 days until Christmas. I am going to get rid of 10 items a day from my closet and it might have to expand beyond my closet, but I'm getting rid of 10 items a day regardless. Yeah. Um, and, it's a it's an exercise for me in letting go and and realizing that these things don't hold any value to me yeah. you know they're things and when I do let go of these things i'm opening myself my i'm making space in my life for more mm-hmm. and it might not be more things i'm not and, and cuz the other part of this challenge I can't buy any more clothes I can't you know um you know or bring anything else in in into this apartment except for you know food and basic toiletries cuz I don't need anything else and so i have it's to It's pretty
0: packed, Sherry.
1: It's not... I hit
0: my toes and my <laughs> knees on End tables. There are seven end tables.
1: There's not seven end tables.
0: They're not even at the end of anything.
1: (laughs) They're just scattered randomly. Random tables now. (laughs) It's just to make an obstacle course. There is an end table
0: in that it's the end of another table. There you go.
1: (laughs) Imagine. Yeah. So it's just opening you to it. By letting go, we open ourselves up to more, you know, And, and being in touch with you know, when I'm, I'm really trying to be that, listen to that intuition of when I'm holding on to something, it's not making me feel good. It's making me feel kind of sick. Or if I'm, you know, doing that impulsive, whatever it is, that is this a place where I want to be? How is this really making me feel? And, and if, if it's not serving me to either let it go or stop doing it, you know, and, and, um, but it's a constant practice.
0: Well, yeah. And this is where we had to get unstuck in our, our lives years ago. I mean, I was, you know, holding on to alcohol. I was holding on to jobs. I was holding on to ideas of myself, how my life should look, Mm. how it should be with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, All these different ideas. Yeah. Letting go of these ideas and letting them lay where they are and realize I have to move for now because I'm stuck here. Yeah. And if I don't move, I will die here. And here... For me at the time, being there was a sick space. So to be able to move on. And the crazy thing is, I thought the whole time I was dragging these things with me. These things were like part of gravity for me. They were a part of my gravity. Mm. They moved. They came to me Mm -hmm. without me having to pursue or pull or do anything to make them come to me. They, Because they belong in my life. Yeah. Right. Sure. And that's the thing. The things that belong in your life will belong in your life. Yep. And the things that shouldn't belong in your life. It's it's part of. Am I is it value is it valuable to me now? Am I at peace with where I am? But being able to identify these things like for me, it was but I have to have this I have to have this job making this amount of money and have uh, this kind of house with these cars and this kind of relationship and this mm-hmm. kind of relationship with my kids. Otherwise, I'm no good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And letting go of that and then just letting however it showed up be available to me, you know. Yeah. Because I didn't put I I stopped putting the restraints on God. And I'm saying God in terms of however you manifest a higher power. Yes. creation Right. Whatever universe.
1: Not the big guy sitting on a white cloud judging yeah, everybody. <laughs> exactly,
0: it's literally the however it was supposed to show up, and this has happened. And this has worked for me. It's worked for you in a lot of ways, like manifesting these manifesting. realities. And
1: people believe, oh, manifestation, oh, the secret, oh, you know, and they and they think it's kind of oh, oh, that's so new agey. Yeah, but here's the thing: what whatever I, I've manifested, all kinds of stuff in my life, and you're thinking, oh, what did you manifest? A new car, a new job? No. I manifested it without even realizing it because it was even, even the stuff that didn't serve me, but you know, it's, it's what I needed at the time to learn, to get ahead. Mm-hmm. I manifested it, you know? And so, um, sometimes
0: the things we need to break the chains too, we manifest and they, they come in looking like wrecking balls and we think, holy shit. Yeah. What is this thing? Right. And well, it seems like a terrible evil when, in fact, it was literally a manifestation to break a chain.
1: To, you know Neil to, Goddard. You know when we were uh, listening to Neil Goddard last night. Neville Goddard. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking. Who? Why am I thinking? Oh, Neil the
0: Grass Tyson. No, I was
1: thinking Neil uh, Neil Brennan. Uh, Neil Brennan. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I don't because anyway, Neville Goddard. He said last night that, and and I thought of this. How many times something like this has happened? You think. I need more money. I need a different job. Like I, you know, this is not. I needed. I need more money. I need more money. I need more money. And um, you know, I this uh, I would need a new job. I, you know, I because I don't have enough money. And then you get fired from the job that you're already in, and you're thinking, what the heck is going on? I need yeah. more money, not less. This isn't working. No, you had to get fired in order yeah. to open yourself up to yeah. the new job to make more money. And how many times something like that has happened to me where I have been, you know, especially, um, you know, when I'm newly sober and issues with my ex and the kids and I would just thinking that I knew what I needed and I was just an emotional wreck. And then I would, you know, I wasn't getting what I wanted as far as, you know, like, you know, time with my kids and whatever. And then I, I have some distance from that. I draw back from that and I see the bigger picture and I'm like, oh, wait, that's what I needed. Yeah. You know, I needed time to stop being so crazy to heal a little bit. And you know, I, as we're as you're talking about the fist and and I, would, gosh, I was the fist in a completely different way. You know, I was a, I was holding on to those ideas and I, ideals of who I thought I should be. I was at so close tight. And you know, I was sharing this in a meeting about you know it was to, we we're talking about letting go. And sometimes I've had to let go because you mentioned the fist and I, and I literally use this analogy of a fist clenched tight but you know somebody has to bang that fist you know in order for you to open it up and let it go yeah and that's where i had to get i was dying Mm -hmm. my somebody was banging my fist let go let go let go you will die and that was the god higher power whatever let go or you will die you know and um but there's been a lot of lessons to learn in that you know Mm -hmm. and it's still a constant practice i mean i was telling you last night being consciously aware of trying is exhausting you know it it, getting into those practices of trying to
0: yeah well that's the other thing it's when you're when you're trying to manifest the life that you want you have being honest with yourself and that's something i had to do it's do i honestly want it how do i really want to be the best stand-up comedian best writer the most famous person, actor, like, do I want these things? Or do I think I want them to prove to other people that I'm good enough? Right. And for me, that was a huge, it was a, it was a letting go of proving to other people. I've been trying to prove stuff to other people my entire life. And I had to let go of proving to people that I'm good enough. And when I did that, I didn't want to be the most famous. I don't like being in front of people 24-7. I love being by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I like going out and making people laugh for like maybe thirty minutes, an hour, and then coming home. Yeah. Just like you know, we we had the idea of walking the Appalachian Trail, and instead we were like, let's just go for a hike for an hour. Yeah. And after that hour, I was like, I cannot wait to get home. Right. It's like, right. what do I really want? Am I am I trying to impress on people who how good I am? Right. How great I am because I want to be lifted up as a god in humanity. Like that was the stuff like my ego was like come on Matt we're better than these people show them how much better you are and but, for
1: me it, it was the great search like the Appalachian Trail was yeah. like because I'm looking for something more I'm trying to find God I'm trying to find spiritual I'm trying to connect and um and it was um you know and and little uh things that stick with me that's within me the whole time yeah. you know that was what what did uh what's his name say that It's like you're searching for it everywhere, but it's a diamond sewn into the lining of your pocket. Yeah, Pete Holmes said that. Yeah, it was Pete Holmes. That's right. And it's like, it's right there.
0: It is. And it's always been right there. Always. And so what I'm saying with manifestation is it doesn't have to be this intense projection into your future in your mind's eye. Because what it is, is it's an imagination of what you want in your life. But the truth is, if you look at your life and you become unboundly grateful about the things that you have and you realize how amazing they are because it took a psych ward. It took multiple uh, thoughts of suicide of um, alcoholic deaths for me to realize everything in my life was not a hindrance. It wasn't a weight. It wasn't a barrier. Mm. It was a blessing and an opportunity if I so choose to see it that way. Yeah. So when I had that awakening, that spiritual awakening mm. That perception shift, whatever you want to call it, I had to choose to continue to have that on a moment by moment, day by day basis, so that more will be added unto me. Yeah, you know, because if I say that I want, I want to be a millionaire. Well, why do you want to be a millionaire? So I can have more things. So I can do like, what is it? What's the reason for it? And uh, Abraham Abraham Hicks, I heard something yesterday. She said, um, "You can have all these things, but." Do you need them all right now? Would you want all the food that you're going to eat for the rest of your life right. at this moment? Yeah. What is the purpose? And I having this it. idea of flow <clears throat> of constant income coming in, which I have an abundant amount of money coming into me all the time, which is fantastic. You know, my, I have everything I you need ha- life.
1: And more than you need. And more, yeah, yeah, which
0: is why we're able to get rid of things that we don't need and I'm uh, in the process of minimalizing my room at the moment, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Isn't it great? And, and like the 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 getting rid of stuff. I, I was telling you yesterday, I felt more, it's brought me more I, I, I pleasure to purge myself of these things than it has ever, than the, the pleasure that I've gotten yeah, yeah, from yeah. bringing stuff in, stuff in. And, you know, as I'm looking around here, it's like talking about gratitude. It's like we here just in this moment right now this calm moment where i'm relaxed and i'm looking around and um i don't want any more right now there's so much beauty in my life i'm sitting in you know my own apartment um that i like that's that i've made it you know my little space and um you know i'm sitting with you having this amazing conversation and our dog is cute little doggy sleeping on the floor and i'm you know, going to go pick up. It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to go pick up my seven year old daughter in a little bit. You know, and whom I love to spend time with. And and I mean, how? It, it, there's so much joy. And that's
0: what manifestation is. It's an awareness of what we have right now, being the most wonderful, incredible gifts that we could ever imagine. Yeah. And then allowing those things to be added onto you more and more and more. Right. It's walking as if. And it's not even you're not you're not changing or perpetuating a state of well I am a millionaire, no you are exactly where you need to be yep. at this moment and you will be at the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, and that's trust that's faith, that's the life that I want to lead and that's the life that I have been leading, and to say that things in my life haven't been working out incredibly and like things showing up and. Materializing and manifesting in ways that, like, getting opportunities that—where'd that come from? Kind yeah. of deal, you know. And right, like, it's seeing things for what they truly are. Like, I'm getting be, basically being paid to work out right now, hmm. and lose weight and get in good shape
1: in a in a healthy in way, a healthy way, not an intense, not you a know, crazy. You didn't have to go be across. Uh, you know, CrossFit trainer and do all this, you know, it's like, even though you did that, it taught you great, great yeah. experience. Sure. It was all part of your life. But you don't have, that doesn't serve you anymore. You don't right. have to do that. And letting go of the things that don't serve us anymore. And, you know, I, I have this analogy. There's this movie, Disney movie, Brave. I, I have a, I'm a visual person and it's follow the wisps and it's like these little lights, you know, that you follow and the, and you don't see the next one. You don't see the next one until you're already on the one you are, you yeah. know, basically. Um, But they're always there. We're always on the right path. We're always, you know, following the next that we see the lights. But when we're grateful, we can see them. We can see where to go. We can see that's what what that conversation means with that, and have gratitude for it and take something from it. As opposed to there are times we feel lost. We feel like we're off course. We're not on the right path. No, your eyes are just closed. Yeah. Open your eyes, and you'll see where you are. See
0: with true eyes. Yeah. With real eyes.
1: Right. Realize. <laughs> Real eyes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we don't a lot of times.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But it's only because of uh unwillingness and it's it's a delusion, honestly. I it was it's a delusion I had to break over and over and over again of who I thought I was supposed to be, how the world's supposed to be. I didn't I was taking responsibility for things way outside of my control mm. and the things that I did that I was like responsible for. <laughs> I was just like, I had no control over those. yeah, I wasn't I was completely off base with my own responsibility yeah. in life, right. And when I started taking responsibility for the the things I had created, the things I had done in my past with the doing a fourth and a fifth step in the program, and now seeing that as a springboard for, hey, you have a lot of ability to create a future that you want by being grateful for what you have now and treating people in a way that is beneficial to you and them. Right. By being honest, by being, um, humble, by being of service, by giving of what you have, like,
1: you know, doing my, uh, fourth and fifth step, one of my big resentments, um, was my stepmother. Um, she and I have always had a difficult relationship. I mean, and, uh, but she's the really i mean she's the only living mother i have you know yeah. and but i always saw her uh, she, she's not my mom she's not my mom she's not my mom she's nasty she's mean she's this she's that i vilified her and the reality is this has she been far from perfect yes but doing that honest assessment of what have i done yeah you know and i noted and all of the things that i done i had done and it was more you know, honestly, and so I had to, once I took responsibility of that, I could see her as just a human person trying to get through this life the best way she knows how just like I'm trying to get this life. No, nothing she has done was is with ill intent. It is with, it's because of her experience in life and, and her generation and the way she was raised and who she is, yeah. you know, and so... Um, it, 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 and she's made mistakes just like I have. They're just different mistakes. Yeah. And so it's really interesting seeing how um, everything happens for a reason. I thought, you know, I always thought, why did my dad have to marry her? You know, like the, my life would be so much better if she wasn't in it. And just now, decades later, we're connecting and we're having this relationship as, as adults and talking yeah. and becoming close. And do I agree with everything that every bit of advice that she's, you know, wants to give me or every, every opinion she has? No, I wouldn't say advice. every opinion she has. Absolutely not. I don't agree with her opinions. All, you know, a lot of them, but that's okay. I can, I can agree to disagree with her and we move forward as adults. And she is also full of great advice and she's a very organized person, which I am not. And she is helping me get through my divorce because she was a divorce paralegal for 20 years. You know, she knows this stuff. Um, she's also helping me like, with health insurance, and I mean, there's there's so much stuff that information that she has that I don't, and she, I've opened my life by doing that honest fourth and fifth step, and by, um, and by reaching out and opening myself up, I'm allowing a totally different relationship with my stepmom to be in my life. Yeah, and isn't that amazing?
0: It is amazing. I, I mean, it's like it's it, like we can either accept the teachers that are before us and learn the lessons that we can from them. Mm-hmm. Or we can be stuck forever, right? Right where we are, right? Still waiting with that, our story. When are we? Yeah, with the story that we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. When is the person that I need going to show up? Right. When they're standing right in front of you,
1: right? Because I wanted to morph her into my mom. My right. mom died. My mom's been dead since I was ten and a half years old, and that's okay because that's life, and that that was her journey, and that was it was it was just the way things are supposed to be but for so many years i was i was i i wanted i could only accept her as my mom as if she were my mom that died right impossible
0: yeah and that's how we walk through life with everybody if only this person was that person yeah if only this thing was that thing right you know if only my life was that life i'd be happy when in reality if we just accept where we're at with who we are with the things around us Life changes, and the, the uh, one of the things I heard recently too was like, you you if you don't believe you have uh, control over your reality. The next time you hear somebody speaking that you dislike, and you're like every word that comes out of their mouth is just crap. Imagine that person as the person you love most in the world. Mm. Just imagine that. Or it's the most famous person you couldn't... If you ever met that person, you would, your mind would be blown. Mm-hmm. And they were saying those things. Yeah. Would it change? And absolutely, it changes every single time. It's like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, you yeah. might not, still might not agree with him, but you give them a lot more grace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like Chris Pratt's having a bad day. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> you know? Right. As opposed to being some bag lady from the bus. right, Or whatever. Some person who's... Down on their luck. Like, right. why is it any, it's the same, it's the exact same.
1: Well, and those people that, you know, and I, and it, you know, one of those things, if you spot it, you've got it. Those people that irritate you, you know, especially, yeah, you know, like, and I've had to really come to terms with that. You know, I hear, you know, like meetings, hearing people share certain people that grate my nerves and I'm like, why are they grating my nerves? What are they reminding me of? And and it goes into a place of meditation for me, you know, where it's like, go deeper. Why is this bothering Yeah. You? Instead of just... She annoys me. Why? Why does she annoy you? Why does that annoy you so bad? What about that bothers you? Why? Because that's something that you're afraid of becoming or that's something that um, you're afraid people will see in you.
0: Yeah.
1: And or... There's something
0: you hate about yourself that you do. It may be a tiny bit that you do, but you still hate it that much.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And honestly, in getting to love people in that way and seeing them for who they are and that they're problems their issues are just as valid is learning to love ourselves completely and fully right oh. like it's not making an excuse for oh well you know i am not as organized as i need to be and oh it's okay don't who cares it's not making an excuse for it. it's loving it and saying well there is room for improvement yeah how can we improve if that's something that we want to do how can we improve but I'm not going As opposed to beating myself up.
1: Beating myself it. up and I hate myself for this and I can't believe I did that and blah 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 and not doing anything about it. Right. As opposed to I'm not as organized as I like to be. What can I do today to get a little bit more organized? How more?
0: would my how would like if my, my children had an issue, they weren't good at something, or they had a problem with that, would I be like, You're an idiot, I hate like you will you'll mm. never be good, you'll <clears throat> never do anything right. No, I would try to help them through the problem. I sure. would try to help them through the process of getting better at it, if they wanted to.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's like... And, you know, even... It's been said, if we're constantly focusing on our weaknesses. You know, it's, it's exhausting. But what you do... You focus on your strengths and you take care of certain things in your life. Like, how can we get a little bit better at this? But focus on the strengths and the weaknesses dissipate. Yeah. It's just... It, it, that's just the way it is. We have so many strengths that we can, um, you know, that if we to, to spend our time on life is life is too well, short. And what we
0: think is a weakness becomes a strength because we allow it. We love it. We allow it to become a vulnerability to not keep God out anymore, to not keep other people out, yeah. but to let them in. Right? Because our strengths are are incredible and powerful. But our weakness is also incredible and powerful in the fact that it allows people to come in.
1: My closet. My closet was my weakness because it was my shame and I yeah. didn't ever do anything about it. And now I'm gradually doing something about it and I feel like I'm I'm finding joy in that. Yeah. I'm finding pleasure in that. I'm feeling like and, and by sure opening you... myself up by taking video of this and because I'm not gonna like I I don't know what I'm gonna do with this video, but even just taking those pictures alone in my messy closet, you know, right. and like and being willing. Like if it comes to it at the end of the fruition of all of this to, I would post it, you know, because it's like, it it just like, all that shame.
0: I'm sure if you connected, I'm sure you could connect with lots of women. Oh, sure. Struggling with the same thing and would love to be connected with, because they feel shame about all the crap they have to. Right. And it's just
1: Um, one step at a time.
0: (laughs) I know you got to go. Let's wrap up a little bit. Okay. Um, so we talked about letting go, talked about giving thanks, mm, mm-hmm. not being honest with what we really want, and not projecting what we want other people to see that we have.
1: The overall message of just self love, you know. Self
0: love, yeah.
1: And seeing yourself, and I, I love what you just said. Treating yourself like you, you know, when when you do something wrong, like you would treat your child, or you know, picture your child, you know, That's in from that. My mom. And, well she's a very wise woman you know she absolutely is um i have and it's interesting you said that because i had that thought last night and i can't remember specifically but it was like i thought of we all have that inner child it's like would i talk to if i could see myself who's the same person when i was i'm the same person as i was when i was a little girl but if that physical manifestation of the little girl was in front of me would i talk to her that way yeah no yeah I would be so much more gentle and, you know, give her some grace. Yeah, if
0: eight-year-old Matt was on stage bombing, would I be screaming at him that he sucks, that he's not good enough?
1: Right. You know, it's insane if you think about it. Right.
0: Give that fat kid a hug. (laughs) No. All right. So, what do we want to do with this podcast? It's we're.
1: I really like this and I feel like we're, you know, it's a positive. We'll just see where it goes, you know, but I want to keep going with this. Obviously, I think there's so much more out there and we're we're learning as we go too.
0: Yeah, the whole upon awakening thing for me, I won't speak for Sherry, but I'm sure she agrees, is we're definitely beginners in all this. I feel like being a beginner Mm -hmm. is always where I'm going to be. Sure. I think it's the only place to come from is I'm always, I want to be a channel for whatever creative intuitive uh, higher power can flow through me and my process right now is getting as many things out of the way as i can to allow that to happen
1: mm, that's exactly what i'm trying to do also i'm just trying to be a clear channel and i think as as beginners we connect with other beginners we're relatable we're not some we're not trying to be some guru or some expert or some whatever not yeah. where we're at you know we're just trying to connect with others on the We're same- relatable we are related if we say it more we'll become more yeah. <laughs> love us <laughs> that's right
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah but it, it, I, just to connect with others that's all I want is to do is to connect with others and make them maybe feel a little bit less alone because lord knows I have felt very alone and I've you know at times and, and if I can um, it, you know and this helps me too it, it comes full circle to not feel so alone So yeah that's that cool happy um, Thanksgiving uh,
0: happy Thanksgiving I guess we'll try and do a podcast when we can yeah and we'll put them up whenever I don't really care what you guys think <laughs>
1: <laughs> but love us anyway and connect with us I'm
0: letting go of what people think mm-hmm. and honestly this is good for us because you know we don't talk enough um <laughs> No but not only to just in general, but to each other. Uh, never.
1: Never never never. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We're both talkers, so we're we're working with our gift. We have the gift of gab.
0: Gift of gab Which is an acronym for mice. That's grabbing what grab an ass son. baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's one thing my stepmom used to say to me all the time. Sherry has the gift of Gab and I hated it when she would say that. I'm like, well I do, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Peace out.